Welcome. Welcome to the Voke Podcast. Good day to everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Vogue Podcast. This is a very special episode because this is the 30th episode of the Vogue Podcast, so congratulations to us. <laughs> and this time we're back with a very special guest, Harry S. Robbins, the voice of Dr. Isaac Kleiner and the scientists, the tinker from Dota 2, and we're very pleased that you're back for another episode. How are you, Harry? Well, I think I'm all right. I so far have avoid, avoided uh, catching the plague. Oh, wow. Oh, and wow. new variations. Yeah. That's great. I also did some soldier voices for Half-Life, too, although I don't know how many versions of the game use them. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, that's great. We'll get to that in a moment. Um but you mentioning that you didn't call it the plague is just really gets me to the half-life mind like you're a scientist and isolated from the world <laughs> that is true well i also i did a voice for plague incorporated which yes. seemed to be a kind of a prophetic uh, game i find it a bummer that uh, they didn't use your voice for like the actual game you know just the trailer i think it would have been cool well i'm available yes i hope they know Yes, please hire him. Hire him. <laughs> yes. Well, what have you been working on, Hal? I've been working on doing my online show, and uh, I'm doing writing, and I'm also doing uh, a painting and working on a lengthy art project for a friend of mine here in San Francisco who has a... Uh, he has a yearly parade called the St. Stupid's Day Parade. And um, actually, once again, uh, it didn't happen this year. But it has been happening for more than 40 years. And I'm creating a parody tract uh, talking about it. Are you familiar with Jack T. Chick's uh, tracts? No. No, no. Tell us about it. Well, maybe you are blissfully free from them because they go all over the world and they are Christian propaganda in comic book form. <laughs> really? Yeah, they yeah. look like this. Have you ever seen them? They're about this big uh, and uh, they're 24 pages long and they're full of, of a story and in the end, usually the people end up uh, roasting in hell who are in the story. Um, so what you're seeing here is a parody that I drew of one of these tracks. I was also in a movie about Chick and his work. It's called... Hmm. Well, the movie was made uh, after I I did this. Uh, I think it's called uh, it's called God's Cartoonist. Hmm. So uh, I'm somewhat interviewed in there. There's also a book uh, where I explain how to make one of these tracks. But the one I'm doing now is for the First Church of the Last Laugh, and not uh, for uh, uh, Jack Chick fans. But let's see if I don't know if you can see any of these uh, these pages here. Yes, uh, we can. 
often there's demonic warfare with angels and (laughs) demons fighting for people's uh, souls and then they hate the Catholic Church and they think they've got a supercomputer and are planning to destroy the the world. All their their crazy beliefs, I tried to put them all into this this tract. Uh, are you seeing it backwards? Because I no, am. no, no. Oh, we can see it, it perfectly. Well, yes. All right. Well, if you guys are interested, just please clearly. pause it and you can read it. Actually, okay. that reminds me that uh, you know a lot of people of uh, uh, such uh, demonic stuff and Catholic stuff are very, um, I guess, uh, they don't like it um, because you know it, it mentions. Uh, uh, Catholicism and, and de- demons and all that stuff. But I think it's a very interesting. Uh, thing to explore yeah it seems like you could like have you ever thought of i mean i know that a lot of um you know religious groups like well like i'd say mostly christians leave like little booklets out on like bus stops and stuff these are the ones that they usually leave um here my protagonist is being thrown into the fiery pit uh, right next to Hitler. (laughs) are those purchasable somewhere or is that uh you can get them yes through monster wax a new edition just came out with a yellow cover uh, where he made one change in a panel that I didn't like, but um, um, but it's a night. Uh, it's a well printed copy. Uh, I'm not happy to tell you this, Hal, but you better not show the whole thing because the people will not have a reason to buy it. <laughs> oh, I'm not showing the whole thing. I'm just okay. here at the end. Uh, the the oh, false wow. friend turns out to be the devil. In one of these tracks, oh, a chick also had the the devil painted in red at the end. But they're usually all. Oh, wow. In fact, they're always in black and white. However. Right. Chick, who is now dead, uh, oh. produced comic book size comics, and his crazy uh, friends are still uh, uh, producing tracts like this. So you find them all over California, all over the United mm. States, and they go to other countries. They go to Africa. They, oh, wow. I'm sure they do lots of, of damage in creating fundamental <laughs> Christianity. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway... Uh, it's hard to draw in this format, um, mainly because Chick always puts lettering, printed lettering in the the balloons and not hand lettering like I would like to do. And so oh. I, I produce them, but then I have to get them scanned and printed and then I have to figure out the proper size for the lettering and, and reduce it. And uh, I have have some panels that are entirely on the computer but for the bulk of them I'm going to need to to print out the lettering cut it out and and lay it mm-hmm. into the uh, panels before I have the matrix that can be uh, copyable oh anyway I meant to have it done by Saint Stupid's Day this year <laughs> but I didn't and uh, I'm still working on it mm-hmm. because I have uh, other things to do and it's it's of hard course. to to keep it going but I, I right. Well, I must finish this. I'm hoping maybe in the next month because in June I'm doing uh, some traveling to do some shows. Oh, well, I think your art style is very exceptional. You know, uh, I also see in some of those uh, Ask Dr. Hal cover pictures that you have sent me. I really like uh, them. The posters that I made. Yes, the posters. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, that's just, of course, compositing things that I find on the computer, as well as some scans of my own art that I use for the borders and 
and the illustrations. Well, they're great. Thank you. And uh, you said you were traveling. Uh, where are you uh, headed towards? Like well, I'm, if it happens, if the, everything doesn't get closed down because of these resurgences, I'll be moving, traveling from uh, San Francisco to uh, Hannibal, New York, to do um, a, a subgenius festival called the Real X Day. Of course, it's mm -hmm. not the Real X Day. The Real X Day is July fifth, but this is a splinter group. However, they're paying me to to do it. Um, and then I hope to see my girlfriend, and then, actually, she will drive me from Buffalo, New York, to the uh, Hannibal, New York site. Then I might oh, be able great. to visit my friends in the East. Uh, I have other girlfriends out there, depending on how long I, I stay. Also, my sister uh, lives in New York State, and I would like to fold a visit to her into all this. But uh, though I'll be... Uh, here in the first and last days of June, for most of June, I will be gone. Mm. Well, we're wishing uh, you safe you. travels. Right? Thank you. Yes, yes. Then I'll be back in, in July, and uh, I, if Burning Man wants me to go there to do my show, as I've been doing for 22 years, I will go to Burning Man. If I can get there, there's a trailer for me and so forth. But there's a new administration and my department head no longer is there and maybe these newer people won't want to give me and an assistant a coveted Burning Man ticket, in which case I will miss mm. it. Okay. Mm. Well, <clears throat> I was going to say, I thought it would be really cool to have you, uh, you know, come to atlanta or somewhere you know that's where mm -hmm. i'm closest to it'd be really cool to have you know you do your uh, subgenius shows you know maybe really? down, well, down south looking, i think although uh, last year the the x day was held at a nudist colony in uh in florida um called a place called the land of id uh it was out of by the southern tip of um um the Okefenokee Swamp. Uh, there were walking catfish uh, walking across the, the place. But that place got sold uh, suddenly, which was a big surprise. We thought we would be doing it there from now on. And we only had that oh. uh, one year there. Well, that's uh, so, how long were you? Um, how long were you there? So you went to Florida to do that? Yes, I went to Florida. I was there for a week. I had just done another show in Northern California, and in getting ready for that show, I threw my back out, so I was was hobbling around uh, in pain. It took a long time for that one to get uh, better, and uh, I uh, was also hobbling around at the nudist camp, uh, and it seemed to me that my trailer was the farthest one from the center, and so I had to... to walk and walk and walk to get there. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't know the layout of the place until about the day I had to leave. So I'd get mixed up and get on the wrong path and get on the wrong side of the lake and then have to retrace my steps with my back grinding mm -hmm. all the way. Oh, wow. well, when, when I got in the pool, I'd think, ah, I'm better. Everything's uh, <laughs> it's fine. But when I got out, I'd say, whoop, no, it's not fine. I'm still having the same <laughs> uh, trouble. Um, and, uh, you know, time heals all wounds, and so eventually I got there. Yeah. yeah, well, you weren't feeling the weightlessness of, you know, 
the air around you that you were feeling in the you know just chilling out some the gravity was was difficult of course we have a ceremony in the church of the subgenius here we baptize uh, people and that was held in the pool in uh, Hannibal, New York, it seems like it will be held in a pond that has snapping turtles in it. So when that is over, I'll be happy. You're, you said you're going to, now, did I hear that right? You said you're going to baptize uh, it, you know, individuals? Uh, the the uh, Church of the Subgenius has a, um, J.R. Bob Dobbs as their uh, epopped or... Um, uh, there are a number of books that we put out. Uh, uh, the Book of the Subgenius is the most famous, still in print. Then Revelation X, the Bob Apocrypha, and I have a, a lot of art and stuff in that one, as well as in the first one. And then there came several others. Uh, uh, so you can learn all about it there. It's a long. It's hard to talk about. I'm looking around to see if I've got any subgenius propaganda in in reach and it's everywhere yeah. but but i don't know if i do anyway oh well here's a little po sticker this is the it's faith true. which you may have seen of of jr bob oh yes Dunn. i have seen that yes yes <laughs> this is the symbol of the church of the subgenius so the baptism is where you take people you know it's a parody religion so we take people into the pool or the pond and we ask them to renounce the conspiracy and all its works and then Reverend Stang baptizes them, and I usually catch them uh, when, mm. as they fall back in a religious ecstasy. Otherwise, they fall into the water. I catch most of them. Some okay. I'm not able to to, uh, to get my hands on. They fall too fast. <laughs> right. Well, that sounds pretty good, and we wish you the best of luck with that. <laughs> no, we, we, I, I wish you the best of luck. It's what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish you the best of luck with your. Uh, it sounds to me like, you know, and and you know, you're like on a mission. Like you're like a, it's like anti-missionary, you know, mission work. Well, it right? is connected with the radio shows that I do. Uh, also, those are also subgenius uh, productions, and uh, I uh, have a, a short story in the book *The Three-Fisted Tales of Bob*, which uh, was nominated for some kind of an award. It didn't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the subgeniuses uh, are represented there. There's also the Cyclopedia of Slack. Uh, a subgenius is always trying to find slack. Slack yeah. is, is sacred to us. Uh, and uh, then before the internet gets got started, we had one called High Weirdness by Mail, where we showed how you could get in touch with uh, this other network of weirdos, uh, but, and we would send things back and forth in the mail. We would send recorded cassettes and, and things, mm -hmm. but uh, the internet has uh, made that one obsolete. However, it, it yeah. is um, still available, I suppose, as a historical curiosity. Some of the addresses yeah. in it are still good. And it would still be have, fun to um, do some mailing, you know, with audio cassettes. It sounds like an ARG. Yes, you know? and then as you're driving around or whatever, you play them on your little portable uh, uh, thing and right. listen to yeah. them. And then you and you might even be recording on on another one and sending that one back. So those yeah. were the days of of that. And recently, the subgenius movie came out, which is called J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of the Subgenius. Oh. An earlier movie about us is called Arise, and I think uh, 
you can find out about those. You know, I wish those uh, movies and credits were listed on IMDb because you know what's not on the internet it's it's a bit hard to find uh, if you Well really J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of the Subgenius is not on a, uh, uh, it just came out it went won all sorts of awards uh, was that Well if it just came filmmaker. out well, well I mean a year ago or two years mm-hmm. I guess pre covid uh, the, the filmmaker went all over the world, went to Australia, went uh, um, to Europe uh, to publicize the, the movie. Uh, the earlier one, Arise, might be there. Uh, it's been around for many years, and, uh, uh, you know, you can get DVDs of that from the Church of the Subgenius. To read all about it, go to subgenius.com. Okay, we will. But, but as I see, I uh, your most recent role on IMDb is the Plague Inc. game. Oh, yes. So, yeah. But guess what? We have some Half-Life talk, as always. Okay. As, uh, as much as I can, as I know about, as much as I can remember. Oh, yeah. I think you know more, more than we need to know, actually, because I last so. time you told us enough. So, Sam, why don't you ask the first question from Uriah, the Vortigon? Yeah, so I remember, yeah, so his name, so his name is Uriah the Vort, which is a character from, of course, Half-Life. I don't expect you to know that, but that's just a little tidbit there. So Uriah the Vort, uh, uh, this is username, he asks, um, do you yourself, Harry, do you... Uh, relate to Dr. Kleiner on any scale? Um, you know, it may be any sort of your, you know, your personality. Do you, do you think you relate to him in, in, in any way? Hmm. Well, I, uh, uh, of course, it is um, wonderful to be informed and have esoteric knowledge, which Dr. Kleiner does, and also to be more or less unflappable uh, as all hell breaks loose, which Dr. Kleiner also is. Those are admirable qualities. Uh, to be involved in it in the first place might not be so admirable. I've uh, tried to direct my studies against things which I consider harmful, and I am no longer a student of the occult as I once was uh, many years ago. You know, there are only so many things you can uh, can learn, and uh, you might as well channel what uh, is what seems the most congenial to you. Yeah, very interesting. I'm also I've also looked into the occult a little bit, and um, in a community online where there's this uh, there's a online community called uh, VRMS, which is the it's like this virtual reality mystery like mm-hmm. school platform where they teach about um, the occult and stuff, and that's like that's a whole world that I I can't even. I mean, I've I've researched it and stuff. It's it's a big world, and there's so much in it. Well, yes, and so much that this is simply a waste of time, fraudulent or written in uh, codes which need uh, way too much work to uh, to understand. Although some of them yes. can be understood. Uh, but there's uh, there's still some interest in it. I'm more interested in the literary side of it than the pragmatic side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is very interesting. Actually, I have to say, you know, it's a 
some some people are sometimes confused when they hear that you're a writer, you know, and an artist, because uh, you know, voice actors these days mostly are just actors in general, you know. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes that may be a little bit surprising, but I think it really fits your character. Uh huh. Well, uh, the character of uh, Kleiner or my own person. Well, your own, yeah, your own character, kind of. Uh, you said you'd watched one of my shows, I believe. I yeah, I have. It was like a live show, and you were. Yeah. Uh, How did performing. you like that? I loved it. I mean, it, it, it's really interesting to hear those poems and everything you're saying. I I believe once I've seen a video of you singing, which was also uh, a lot of wow, fun. I wonder where that uh, came from. I'll try um, uh, s- sending it to you if I'll find it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think you're a good singer. You should uh, consider, you know, performing sometimes. Well, I did have a band. Technically, I, I still do. Uh, uh, but I was a professional songwriter also. I wrote songs for local politicians. I wrote plays and, and musicals. And uh, sometime when I, when I was in Hollywood, I was paid to write all sorts of songs that have never mm. been used. Um, you know, I was that was when I was down there working on the TV show called The Conspiracy Zone with uh, Kevin Nealon, and I was uh, on that show regularly. I would introduce it and I would do the outro, and sometimes I w- would do a, an appearance on it. And then there was one where I was actually a guest on the show and, and interviewed, but we had a lot of great people on the show. However, although we had many stars, Hollywood people on the show, the one the shows I enjoyed the most were where we found these amazing occult kooks and got them on the show. Really? <laughs> that, that that was more fun than anything. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the movie of the Philadelphia Experiment? I have heard oh, of I it. haven't seen it, but I have. Oh, I haven't seen. It. I don't know if you've seen it, Ronald. Have you? But I've heard of it. It's very interesting. It's about a strange concept. incident where the destroyer, the USS Etheridge, was testing a new cloaking device that would make it impenetrable to ray- radar. And supposedly, the ship disappeared. And supposedly, when it reappeared, some of the sailors had been molecularly fused. Uh, to the deck, you know, the deck could form around the, them and was stuck through them with arms and legs sticking out and so this forth. This kind of gives me Borealis wives. <laughs> well, it, uh, yeah. it's hard to figure out what happened and it's all classified, but we had a guy who was supposedly on the sailor, uh, on the Etheridge, who was a seaman, you know, who jumped off and didn't get uh, molecularly bound to the thing. That's the sort of people <laughs> we had on the show. So we, you can tell, we, we enjoyed ourselves there. Yeah. But we had, uh, you know, lots of, of Hollywood players who would be uh, recognizable uh, today who are still good, uh, are still famous. But the show only lasted two seasons, and we knew it was doomed when they came and said, oh, we love everything you're doing. Don't touch a thing. You know, the show is great. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, uh, then we were canceled. We were replaced by something called The Man Show with Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla, which oh. featured oh. large-breasted women jumping uh, on slow motions on trampolines <laughs> and, and like that. I am... I'm sorry to hear that. That's really yeah. tragic. He's—I've heard of. Isn't he the 
You said Jimmy Kimmel? That's I believe he has a talk show. Jimmy Kimmel has a talk show now. Adam Carolla, I don't know about, but they they both did this, the man show. This was on the TNN network, which also is extinct and was replaced by something called Spike, uh, which may still exist. Uh, the TNN network was originally uh, this low-rent uh, cable station which played country music videos, and it stood for the Nashville Network. Then it was purchased and repurposed, and it became the National Network. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, then it totally became Spike when they, they were uh, through with us. Uh, but yeah. Kevin Nealon is still going strong, and he's been uh, on a number of cable shows. He was a Saturday Night uh, Live uh, regular. Mm, that's um, great. And he was the he was the host. He would go out and ask and do man in the street interviews, and he would interview the people that we had on on the show, and we would have <laughs> a panel. So it was was quite fun. I I gave him a sub genius rap at at one time. Mm. Uh, then uh, later I w worked in Hollywood for Efficiency Studios and producer Scott Carter, who at that time was doing the uh, Real Time with uh, Bill Maher uh, show. And we had Bill on, on the show as a guest on uh, our show. Yeah, well, if, and you said it was, wow, I mean, it just makes me profoundly sad that your show was replaced by something that jimmy kimmel did is that right uh the man show Cancel. was the idea was that this that men would like to watch their show yeah it was was canceled you know it costs money to put joe's on uh you know they're trying to find what is what works for them uh also when the the pilot episode was shot i went down there and i became something called the warm-up guy uh, where you, the the audience for some of these shows is a ready-made audience of TV audience goers, and they assemble in Los Angeles in the Sears parking lot. Buses pick them up. They're brought to the studio. They're paid $40 uh, to sit in the, the uh, seat and applaud and laugh and do things, which they do expertly. Before anything uh, is shot in the show, the camera swings back and forth over them, showing them applauding. Uh, they do a laugh. Now we want a small laugh turning into a big laugh, you know, and they, uh. they do that too. But these people also have to be entertained while all the tech is being done to set up the show. And for that, they get yes. some broken down comedian or somebody to go out and do a routine and they thought well why does why not have me do it so i was supposed to entertain uh, these uh, folks and i think i bewildered uh, many of them and after a while you get to recognize individuals in the audience you know, the old lady with a pile of, of manuscript which she's constantly scribbling on and uh, and other uh, characters but it, it works uh, well enough we did have a live audience during the broadcast and you can hear them reacting but for the big audience shots and so forth this was all you know the the paid audience goers who you usually see in the and and you know nobody heard of our show uh people will come to see real time and other shows because they're familiar with it and have seen it a lot mm -hmm. but when you're just getting going you need to to bust all these people in 
Yeah. So I thought uh, you could write a really good play about the warm-up guy, about the person who really has no status, you know, and uh, nobody's going to record this performance and nobody's going to remember it, but he's going to go there and he's going to take a check and he's going to get up on the stage, maybe humiliate himself, do whatever he can just to keep all these schlubs in the audience uh, from... <laughs> getting up and wandering around. Yeah. It might be an interesting, dramatic uh, story about somebody who lived that life. I, I proposed it to a number of people, but no one was interested. I think they're ashamed of the whole warm-up guy business. But I think it would make a good, a good play or a good, uh, good dramatic presentation. Yeah, oh, yeah I, for sure. I just think it's... It's, you know, because I've, I've listened to you, you know, do your shows and, you know, it's, it, it is very poetic and very inspired, you know, just very literal, um, you know, there's a lot of literary, you know, poetic uh, mm -hmm. stuff that you do with your, with your jokes and stuff. And I, I think that's really funny that you, you know, bewildered a, um, perhaps it's fair to say that you were entertaining a, uh, kind of like a regular normal audience that well they're not normal they're also a species of weirdo but they're not the oh. species of weirdo that uh, that we are uh, right. unfortunately this warm-up this uh, this show the pilot was about did we go to the moon or was it a big conspiracy and I just hate that you know I don't don't like it at all uh, so I uh, spoke a lot about the moon and about previous moon voyages in literature and so on and they seemed somewhat blank eyed at it all but so on I was entertaining myself maybe more more than them some of them liked it a certain proportion will always like it yeah. oh yeah definitely and that's always important to as long as you're having fun doing it but yeah. you know it's just you can't have a thin skin. You've just got to, to get up there and, and do the thing. And then yeah. for this other project that I wrote the songs for, we went and had somebody uh, uh, judge what we did so far, you know, and, and they didn't like it. But I was told before going into that meeting, now don't argue with them. We're here to, to get their input you know just to see what somebody from outside this project thinks so if they are critical just listen pay attention to what they say so i did and i actually got an insight from the guy but the producer who was there did not he was sort of staring off into space and uh uh you know i was i saw that he had been he'd cut himself a few times shaving that morning and he had little bits of toilet paper stuck to his <laughs> face that were waving uh, my god the guy's a zillionaire he's got this huge house in hollywood and he you know he doesn't have a styptic pencil to close up those those uh nicks and he's got toilet wow. paper waving from his face but the guy uh who we went to see was the brother of um, Mike Judge, and the brother of Mike Judge had this tower in Hollywood with, and they all, they compete by having the most gorgeous secretary you can think of in the front room, and the one who was particularly gorgeous uh, there. Now, so we went in and uh, we performed the songs and the and the stuff from the show, and the guy started taking apart, and and he, one thing he said though was. Where are the yearning teenagers? You gotta have yearning teenagers. And I thought, well, wait, 
that is uh, that there's some truth to that. Not that they have to be goddamn teenagers, but they've got to be yearning. That is to say, in a dramatic presentation, if you don't understand what the characters want, then you're not going to be interested. But you've got to understand what they what they're after, and then you will be involved in whether they get it or not, whether they're frustrated or whether they're successful. And each character can want something different, and this can be made plain. And our, oh, they criticized our, our script. They said, oh, it's clever. Well, that's the kiss of death in Hollywood. You don't want to be clever. You know, yeah. clever means, oh, well, I'm glad you're having fun with this, but it's not commercial and it's not going to go anywhere. But yeah. um, strangely enough, the producer didn't hear this uh, remark, which I thought was the best thing that we took away from that uh, meeting. Uh, I still think if you're writing a show, uh, you really get the audience if you are figuring out what uh, the characters want and and showing that to the audience. Then they'll, they'll be interested in how things go along. Otherwise, it all just slides away it's of, of no consequence yeah you uh do you think i just want to uh i'm just curious uh do you think that we don't really have that today you know where there's not really a clear it is concise... difficult to do it is difficult to do it's easy to write in things that happen in scenes, it is more difficult to hook them to an organic framework where they appear to happen naturally. And it is also difficult to create characters. You have to be able to be empathetic enough to think like the characters and to imagine what they want. So it comes down to the skill of the dramaturge. Uh, but uh, people are are wildly looking for a formula, looking for something. You know, formal limitations are God's gift to the artist because now that you're limited, you don't have to to uh, worry about something over over here or there. If if anything can go in, anything will go in, and that may uh, dilute uh, your message. Yeah, I agree. Uh, to get a copy of the uh, chick parody, uh, you should go to monsterwax at aol.com. Oh. Wait. You, can you say that again? Monsterwax. M-O-N-S-T-E-R-W-A-X. You see, he produces trading cards, and I have often done the art for those. I worked for the Topps company doing bubblegum cards. Uh, monster wax, uh, monster trading cards. Uh, anyway, f from that, he produced the Chick uh, uh, parody pamphlet, and you can get... Uh, copies of the new uh, printing of it from him well and we'll include the the links so the you know our viewers can purchase them uh did any is anyone here familiar with uh, bubblegum trading cards well uh no actually no <laughs> but i i do like the you know vintage kind of car trading that they had back in the day those were like, yeah, those are a really lot of well, aesthetics. There are, are two types of bubblegum cards, sports cards, like baseball cards, and non-sport cards. And, of course, in the non-sport category, you get monster 
cards and other things and I did paintings for those and I'm actually supposed to finish a set which was abandoned in the 1950s and paint the last 30 cards and then that set will be merchandised to collectors. The problem is I can't get to it. I have things constantly coming at me that I have to do but yeah. I hope to do those paintings eventually at some time and, and finish that set which is called Rockets, Jets and Spacemen. But uh, he did a, a series about H.G. Wells, which included a card by me. I wonder if I could just grab that card if I, if I were lucky, I could pull it out of this this mess. Let me just see if it is possible. Maybe I can. Is Lamar there? Is she okay? <laughs> Running around Lamar. the place uh, somewhere. Lamar was shot into space. I don't know if Lamar ever. That's came true. Back. <laughs> no, he'll he'll always find his way back to okay. his dad. Here is the cover to one of the, of the S. Uh, I didn't do oh, this wow. art. This is the cover to one of the H. G. Wells mm -hmm. sets. What I'm trying to find is a card that I did, which was added to the set. And here it is. Uh, it's based on the Mars Attacks cards. Do you know what those are? I oh. heard of those, yeah. The movie Mars Attacks was based on the, the oh, card yeah. set. But the reason Tim Burton based it on the Mars Attacks set from the 1950s, which showed Martians invading the Earth and committing horrible atrocities, you know, one <laughs> card was bloodier than the, the next. They, they had the shrink ray and the freeze ray and the fire ray and all these things they did. To, all these to rays. Destroying a dog was one of the most notorious ones where they oh. kill a dog in front of this kid who's who's uh, protesting and uh, they melt you know burning flesh they had all these titles uh so anyway this is a card that I made which which is in that uh, which would be in that series but of course it isn't in the in the series uh, I I'm trying to make it look like the other cards in the uh -huh. series Oh. That reminds me of uh, Einstein from Half Life, <laughs> the scientist, one of the scientists. Well, I yeah. Well, now that I remember, I remember the Mars Attacks movie now because I remember yeah, Tim Burton directed that one. And I could see it on the card. So right. Well, they pr also produced a series of uh, cards that went along with the movie. But the curious thing is that the yeah, and those were like widescreen long ones with all sorts of of stuff added by the Tops company. But the Tops also produced a series called Dinosaurs Attack, and this is what Tim Burton wanted to make the movie about. But since he he couldn't for some reason, he made Mars Attacks. But uh, he he wanted to do the dinosaurs attack set, and I have a number of of cards in in that one. Uh, actually, the stickers, which with every what you get is a piece of horrible inedible gum, and you get uh, about five cards. One of them is a sticker. You have to keep buying the gum and the cards in order to assemble the big set of cards, uh, and that's what uh, kids would would do. So uh, I I did uh, half the sticker set. Um, eh, I guess, and I don't believe these are t too difficult or too expensive to get. Unlike Mars Attacks, uh, which would cost a fortune to get get the set these days. Right. 
And oh, wait, and which one was it that you were uh, completing that was discontinued? Was it the Mars Attacks one? No, Mars Attacks is over and done with. It's called Rockets, Jets, and Spacemen. But uh, um, I have to to complete the 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 story by doing my thirty three paintings, which sounds like a lot and is a lot. But I can't do anything like that until I get some of the things done that are are being done now. Yes. And there's some people who want me to put out a whole book of my art, you know, but I, oh, wow. I can't even cool. get to that until I get some of this other stuff done. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear yeah. you're a busy would, man. I well, would love to see that. Uh, yes, well, um, uh, some of it is probably just too difficult to get uh, my hands on. I, I tend to to sell it all, you know, to sell the originals uh, to collectors and buyers. Mm -hmm. Almost all my comic art was was sold uh, that way. So to get it in the book, we'll have to take photos of the best printed copies and things things like that. Mm. Oh, that's great. So, but so since you're a writer, right? Uh, I believe mm -hmm. you have a credit on IMDb. You helped out with uh, writing for Half Life, some dialogue. I uh, yeah, I was able to uh, improvise some dialogue. They suggested it in the recording mm. session, so oh. that, uh, I gave them more stuff to use. Do you have yeah. like a favorite uh, line? Hmm. Not specifically from Dr. Kleiner, but for example, from the scientists in Half-Life 1 or the Just soldiers. Just the general scientist, you know, population. Yeah. I don't know, perhaps talking about the ichthyosaur and saying that it, it never uh, evolved here, uh, something like that, I think. Is somewhere else. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, that sounds fun to, to work on, um, you know, different lines as a character. I remember... I believe you said in one of the interviews that it's like, you know, really important for you to want to have, you know, creative influence over your, you know, over your voiceover. Well, so, I like to, but that's an unusual privilege. If you're doing voiceover, you should do exactly what they want you to and not yes. improvise unless you get that, uh, uh, you know, unless they suggest that. But yeah. uh, opportunity. Valve was yeah. very good at, at that. Uh, also, I did the the voicemail for them for their yeah. right. uh, office. I don't know if they they probably still don't have it up. Uh, I don't know. I haven't called them for a while. Yeah, it would still be nice to recover that. Yeah, I don't think they even have a phone anymore. Well, no, I'm sure they do, but not. I did it. it Asked You see, I, when did you do it? Do you them. remember kind of when was that around? Oh, uh, you know, uh, hello, you know, welcome to I. It's more in the line, line of to get so-and-so, press so-and-so, but I, I peppered it with uh, Kleinerisms and also said, oh, oh no, so that, that did something terrible. Oh, oh, we'd better fix it, uh, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, out of the first Half-Life, um, that, yeah. that was good. But I was working from a script there, of course. Yes. People, if they want to get in touch with someone, will be impatient to have to hear a routine of some kind before they are connected to that person. It is yeah. necessarily yeah. short and succinct, but just enough so that you could tell it's Kleiner you're, who's uh, directing you. 
Yeah, listening to Dr. Kleiner is a pleasant feeling while waiting to, you know, mm. get on the line. Well, well he's going to turn into a horrible monster and get you, unlike other <laughs> Press 5 to start the resonance cascade or something yeah. like that. Oh, no, something horrible has happened. A resonance cascade scenario. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And we wouldn't want that. Oh, right. I think it would have been funny if actually Hal would have recorded for the zombies. Because, you know, since the, the head crabs are attached to the scientists' uh, scientists' bodies, I think it would have made mm -hmm. a bit of sense. But do they even have vocal organs anymore? Well, there is some no. kind of a sound coming out of them. Oh, actually, yeah, there's there's something coming out of their muffled oh. mouths with the head Bubbling crabs, you know, covering sound. their face. Yeah. And there's a question from uh, Space Pirate. Uh, so I would love to know if he might ever consider doing something like Cameo. Do you know what Cameo is? Uh, yeah, a Cameo is where you pop up in somebody's uh, movie uh, and they just see you for a, a moment. Uh, well, yeah. what they meant, Cameo is like a, a website or like, a, or like oh. an app that mm -hmm. uh, um, allows you to book uh, celebrities or actors or whatever, musicians, to record you a short video uh, with, uh, for example, wishing them a happy birthday or like, uh, you know, they can make you say whatever they want for like uh, a, I don't know, a specific amount of uh, money. Uh, mm -hmm. So would you It sounds like a good gig uh, to me. The difficulty mm -hmm. is that people not knowing who I was, it should probably be accompanied with an an, an animated uh, Kleiner figure uh, wishing them <laughs> happy birthday. Or, or well, so. you know, it would be like, uh, well, you know, you record yourself uh, mm -hmm. wishing them a happy birthday. You know, it's, it's really whatever they want, but, you know, they mm -hmm. could pay you a specific amount of money, whatever you mm -hmm. set up. And I think it would be very nice because, you know, the people want to interact with you, but uh, since you're not on Twitter or anything like that, uh, and Facebook is like... Uh, they say that it's for old people, you know, these this new generation, so... <laughs> well, uh, it no. may be, because it's uh, parents can look at it and so forth. Uh, actually, my current show is on the OSI 74 network, which has Mr. Lobo's mm. show and, and several others. The problem is that uh, since I'm going to be traveling and since the producer of the show will also be at this event, we're not going to be doing one in... Uh, um, in June and maybe in July when there's another festival called Starwood going on. Unless we can figure out a way to put a rerun in place and have it automatically come on. And it won't be a, an interactive one where people can ask me questions like the the shows that we've been doing. The last one of those for a while will be the one coming up in May on the 10th, mm. I believe. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I'll I'll try somehow uh, helping you with this cameo thing if you're interested. I sure, think it would be interesting for the people. I know. should also point out you can download all the previous episodes and watch them by going to the the website. And which so, which is? Uh, it is the one on the poster. It's https colon slash slash gonzotronics dot net forward slash adh forward slash we'll of course include that in the description so you guys can check okay. it out 
Good. And maybe we'll get some uh, people to uh, ask questions on the show. Uh, it is yeah. the same one that's on the on the poster, but because the po you can't click on the poster to get there, usually I provide it in the comments next to the poster. Yes. So you can just click on that. And we had people complain that it was too hard, you know, when all you had to do was push two buttons. So we revised the whole thing. Now you only have to push one button. Uh, <laughs> it was, I don't want to go there and jump through hoops, you know. Well, yeah. now you have to jump through one hoop the fewer to, to do it. And what does the one button do, though? What does the uh, one button do? You know, I have no need to go there, and so I can't <laughs> tell you. All I know is it's yeah. been what designed sound? to, to uh, uh, you can go to a place where you can uh, connect to the show, where you can send money uh, to me, uh, or where you can download a previous show. Mm -hmm. uh, the, all the posters are there from the previous shows, and I think maybe you click on them or click under them and download the the show. Uh, the money thing is, uh, it, you know, on the show people pay to for me to answer a specific question, and for for a good uh, question or for a good amount of money they get extra things, and then people who help us will receive a, a an Ask Doctor Hal coffee cup or some something a like that. Cup? Yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah, it's wow. got the logo I made for Ask Dr. Hal on it, the the outer space letters, you know, the mm -hmm. letters that have planets and stars yes. and on the side of a porcelain coffee cup, it's easy to get those things uh, done. And so, you know, people who have appeared as guests or who have helped us to get those uh, cups mailed uh, to them. That's great. Well, if you guys yeah. are, you know, interested in, uh, uh, if your question wouldn't make it into this episode, you can of course go on to that website, which will include include in the description, and you can ask Doctor Hal literally anything, even yeah. about Half Life. Yes, you can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, we have our next question over here from Sir mm -hmm. Foe Man. Since 2013, J.J. Abrams has been trying to get a Half-Life movie off the ground. So would you be willing to play Dr. Kleiner in live action if you were asked? Absolutely. I played a mad scientist in the movie that I made. It's a, a part that I've often played, so I'd be happy oh, yes. to Yeah, and, yeah. and he also asked, what was it like working on Chameleons? Well, Chameleons was a low-budget movie that had only about a million dollars total in its budget but uh, my brother who is not alive anymore uh, worked with me and uh, he and I built the laboratory set and a number of the devices that were used we always used to mess around like that uh, and we both had labs and were interested in certain processes so we were able to to build these contraptions, including the dimensional pod uh, that one sees in the movie. Or rather, uh, let me be specific, actually that dimensional pod was, that was designed by Jonathan Horton. It was constructed by Lee Mason, but there were other things like the coolant tank that uh, uh, that my brother and I worked, and especially the console that is seen to the right of the coolant tank all that stuff worked the dials uh, uh, worked it's a pity that the 
only shitty copy of the movie that exists now is so fuzzy because you can't see necessarily that that those machines respond and then when everything goes haywire uh, I took a, a cigarette and I added a, a, a different tube to the apparatus and I blew tobacco smoke, you know, just before it was going to go crazy that, that started coming out through the the equipment. And that was the, the way we did the, that. But, uh, but a lot of stuff was just from turning the camera backwards, under cranking, uh, basic lighting effects we didn't do as much of that as we should the whole set of the other universe was built by my brother and uh and if we you know at one time the crew was playing around with it and said hey look at this you know by changing the light it uh, it was really dramatic and i said we just shoot that put it in the camera we'll use it they said no no we can't until the uh, it's authorized, and the director was off doing something else, so that was never used. Too bad, because just by shooting a couple feet of film, we really could have livened those uh, those scenes. So what was it like? We had, in every movie, there are people who are a godsend. There are also people who are wreckers, who are in there to destroy your movie for one reason or mm -hmm. another. The proportion of wreckers might have been a little too high uh, there particularly one producer who I'm convinced is the one who sent the complete soundtrack to Hong Kong where it was totally lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was good at coming onto the set and screaming at people, giving orders, and, uh, you know, it, the actors, Hollywood actors are always hugging and kissing each other, but this made this puritanical woman see red. You know, she'd burst onto the scene and say, stop hugging and kissing, and, you know, people were didn't know how to react to, to that. Um, anyway, I must have said that there is interest in reviving the movie from Vinegar Syndrome, but yes. we don't have a complete sound uh, track. We have a... a re-edit that was paid for at the time that has more of the original uh, thing in it before the Hong Kong edit, which is where non-English speaking Chinese tycoon hacked the movie up and cut a large large chunks of it out. Um, we do have a complete and perfect negative of the whole film, but without the soundtrack material it will be difficult to fill in these gaps. In the meantime, Michael, the director, who's the supervising animation director for The Simpsons, says he's got a lot of uh, editing experience under his belt now, and he would like to take this material and re-edit it and make it all zippier. So that wouldn't be authentic. It would probably be better if we could ever produce a disc, a Blu-ray or a DVD. We can have a commentary track. Uh, he wants to have a music, a rock and roll music thing on there. Maybe the different versions of the movie. And we can dream on. It really seemed uh, about uh, a year ago or half a year ago that this was going to happen, but we haven't heard back from the Vinegar Syndrome people. Uh, I got a catalog in the mail um this i uh, i think this is the catalog that Ed, edward hamilton and they also have cds and dvds and i noticed there are certain movies that you never heard of uh and they are from vinegar syndrome so vinegar syndrome is is reviving these movies and they may eventually get to ours 
and that's what we're hoping. In the meantime, the vault in L.A. closed down, and I had to go have have Michael go there and collect the 35 millimeter reels and take them them out. Otherwise, they would have been thrown away. And now he's got them. I think he's storing them at Gracie Films in a nice climate-controlled uh, vault. Mm -hmm. If only my other films could have been uh, treated that way. Hmm. Oh, they can't be recovered. Uh, well, they're in a box right next to me. They're in oh, a film boy. box, but they're. I lack the ability to project them to. You know, I don't have a working projector. I'm afraid that they may have aged uh, with the heat and temperature. Sometimes they survive. Um, the splices, the, the, they might not work. You know, the, they need to be uh, digitized. I, I, I may be on the trail of somebody who can do that. That'd be good. I mean, by divine providence. It's of interest to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, perhaps they can be recovered. I mean, I remember there was just a bunch of comics stored in a box and like stored in this really hot garage that that's like in our garage, and it was it was fine. I mean, it's well, not like good. film, but you know, the it, problem it was with just... chemical film is though it is vulnerable to to heat and temperature fluctuations, and all my brother's films may have been wrecked like like that. Uh, I have. Uh, you know, I have a couple of mine in the box. Uh, and uh, other things I made were completely lost forever. Stuff I did for television on a primitive videotape that was three and a half inches wide, uh, uh, all completely lost. You know, a lot of stuff gets lost. Yeah, yeah true. So Tong Biquan Master asks, were you aware that Valve didn't reprise you for your uh, role as Tinker in Artifact? No, I was not aware. Uh, I wondered if the voice matched the one I did for them, since that was a voice that I produced that was not synthesized. They were going to synthesize it, and I said, just let me try to do it. And then they liked the one that I did. But, I, you know, you can... You can make a copy. It, maybe they got somebody that they liked better. I don't know. I was happy to do that one. I think it was the fact that uh, Tinker didn't uh, appear in that game. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, there's also a question if you would be willing to come back to voice Tinker and for future Dota content. I'd be willing yeah. to come back to anything. The difficulty, as I've hmm. said earlier, is the... Uh, getting right with the uh, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Radio and Television Artists do. Is that SAG-AFTRA? Yes. Right. Yes, to pay the dues to to restart, you know. I It's too rich uh, for me. The, mm. the In the past, Valve was willing to do it, but... Uh, well, hopefully I, they'll do the same. Well, it may be easier to hire somebody who is paid up, uh, but I couldn't afford to keep paying the dues for years when I wasn't mm. being hired as an yeah, economy member. It's difficult. Paid. Yeah. But I don't think they'd hire anyone else for, uh, you know, Dr. Kleiner. I mean, you're the only one. Uh, well, I hope well. so. I hope that that they would do it because, of course, I would be happy to do it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if the fans uh, requested enough, it, it may be possible. 
Well, yeah, I have a feeling know. that you'll be returning soon, actually. That would um, be really great. For some new Half-Life game. But there's a question over here that, what did you think of uh, Mike Hillard, a.k.a. Dr. Isaac Kleiner, uh, the sound-alike uh, man from uh, a fan-made Half-Life remake called Black Mesa? Uh, last time we talked about good. this, well, I'm not sure if you heard him, but I have a clip over here that I can play you. And I don't know, I guess you could... I, I know. Well, you should play it because I want to. Uh, I thought I did hear it. Let me see if this is the same one that that I. Heard. Oh yeah, the um, the one that you uh, the guy you heard last time. Uh, he goes by the name online Skizix. He uh, yes. He's uh, voicing Doctor Kleiner in um, a mod that we're working on called Raising the Bar Redux. But mm -hmm. there is actually another guy that you might not be aware of. His name is Mike Hillard, and he did um, the Doctor Kleiner voice in a mod like half-life one remake called black mesa yes it's a so, huge mod in fact uh, yeah it got to steam as well and it's very great so let me play you right now why do we all have to wear these ridiculous ties and another clip which says uh, i hope this is it that one that one uh that one so what so, do you think yeah Good enough, uh, you know. Uh, it works. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah who it's supposed to be—that's an important thing. Yes. Um, and actually, yeah. um, since we're already here at, uh, you know, uh, making you listen to stuff, would you mind uh, reenacting a few lines from Half Life if I play you the clips? All right. If that's okay. <laughs> you mean that I I hear the clip and then I say yes yes well I'll try yes only if you don't mind they're pretty yeah. they're I mean it just makes people nostalgic because all right well, if you think see. about it you yeah. know they had a number of different line readings to choose from in each case so they mm -hmm. chose what they considered oh, yeah. but to go ahead and let's try it okay here's yeah, the first it. one <laughs> my God what are you doing that one sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. was, it? was that me? That was yeah, me. That was yes. you, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what did I say? My God, what are you doing? It yes. sounds exactly what? like you did because, yeah, well, that is, that's you. So well, you listen, there are many ways you can say a line, and it depends on what word you, you want to uh, inflect. You could say, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. My anyway. God, what are you doing? We have a the favorite, a very famous one. Why do we all have to wear these ridiculous ties? You have to f figure that uh, with everything going on, he's exasperated with uh, that in, <laughs> in particular. Why do we all have to wear these ridiculous ties? Yeah, it's it's exactly like it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there should be some peevish discontent in the voice at that point. It's not an important thing. It's more like an aside. Yes. Yeah. More There's like one man Except Kleiner doesn't curse. So he, uh, the most he'll say he is old pie. This so. is from Half-Life 1. And fiddlesticks. Uh, yes, That's right. something that I right. Which I had to look that up last night. <laughs> the next one, uh, to give you some context, Gordon Freeman is attacking a fellow scientist, and you, you're trying to tell him off, so let's see. Stop attacking! He's a friend! Right. Well, of course, you have to say that with a certain amount of urgency. Uh, I guess that was the one that they, they chose. Stop attacking! He's a friend! Yes. 
<laughs> and we have the last one, which is a crazy one. Uh, you remember screaming and you know being in pain for Half Life? Uh, vaguely. Okay. I was the, things like that were separately recorded, just in the non-vocal noises. Mm -hmm. I believe that might have been somewhere near the end of the you know uh -huh. the recording because you know you need your voice. Uh, so uh, I'll play it and and see if you can do it. Stop! <laughs> okay, that sounded like. That was so fast. I'll try again. Uh, try it again. Maybe try to turn it down a little bit because it sounded okay. like it. Sorry. Just uh, let me. Stop! Hit. Well, I was talking. Try one more time. It says uh, stop, by the way, just so you know. All right. Stop! Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Stop! Yeah. There's you a put lot of the guttural in there. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, and by the way, I think that's probably the community's one of the, like one of the most favorite lines that you do, and it's it's like something about it. it they spell it like S T A, like H P, like it's because it sounds like you're saying stop, like stop, you know. So yeah. that's that's a, that's a fan yeah. favorite, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got yeah. very very favorite. Make it a little longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, entity, I'll give you the opportunity to ask the next question. Yeah, well, there's a lot here. Let's uh, go through the community uh, questions that we gathered here. So I don't know if you've actually heard of this, but um, so there's uh, there's these videos. So uh, there's like these videos that Mike Hillard made, the guy who works on, uh, who was a voice actor for Black Mesa, who voices yeah. the scientists. Mm -hmm. um, have you seen the videos of Hillard as Kleiner uh, performing uh, such hit songs as um, uh, as Sir Mix-a-Lot's? Uh, there's a song called <laughs> Baby Got Back, and then there's um, Afro, no, I Afro Man's. That's hilarious. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I and wish we could I remember get listening to those. From you mm -hmm. of those songs, and I'm sure that would be a hit. Uh, you know, we just gotta somehow get you the fans, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. somehow get you in touch with them and vice versa. And I'm trying to think hmm. of a way. Cameo so far is the only way. That I well, that could work. Yeah, let's yeah. hope. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, for Cameo, you know, you said like you might want to see Dr. Kleiner get animated for that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mostly the whole thing with Cameo, that that app, the website, whatever, you know, you don't, one of the, the kind of big thing about Cameo is that you don't need any animations from characters. Like the whole thing about it is like seeing the actors do their True. thing. Well, and, I don't you know, so. uh, look like Kleiner that much, but I could uh, you know, at least put on a lab coat or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can look uh, like how you did in um, Chameleons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's and and, and you don't need to look like the character. That's just uh, if, if you want. If you want to make the the listeners make even more. Make uh, uh, thing that identifies. Yeah. Characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so last time when we talked about Half Life Alex, I I, I think we kind of misunderstood each other. Um, mm -hmm. So Half Life Alex is a new Half Life game actually, released yes. in twenty twenty. Right. Um, it was a virtual reality game. Have you heard of virtual reality? It's oh, like yes. a, a headset that you put on. Yes. I've had uh, I've been there. Yes. Yeah. And You've been there. so 
apparently Dr. Kleiner was supposed to be in this uh, game, but he didn't hmm. make the cut. I wonder why. So I wonder if Valve... Because they didn't contact me, maybe because <laughs> of the SAG-AFTRA thing, possibly. No, 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 no. It, it has nothing to do with that. It, they um, were if going in different before, directions yeah. with the yeah. story, so uh -huh. they were experimenting with different characters they ended up well they did have you in the the, the uh as as the dr kleiner like a concept but then they mm -hmm. ended up going different directions and uh -huh. you know ended up putting another character in there for their own purposes for the game yes. so doesn't do with although i had a after. feeling in in the next half-life you will definitely show up. We're not sure in what stage is this game, if it's, uh, you know, like a script or like in pre-production. I wonder who's writing that script. Uh, oh. I wish they could get Mark Laidlaw back to do it. It's uh, disappointing oh, that yeah. uh, Laidlaw is, Mr. Laidlaw is not working at Valve anymore. Yeah. Um, although, to my knowledge, the new Half-Life game that came out was uh, pretty good. The players liked it. I believe that was written by, I think, Jay Pinkerton uh, mm -hmm. and among the others, but uh, I'm well, not sure. Abrams movie you talked about really sounds interesting. I know you could make a good uh, movie. He could make a good movie, but yeah. didn't he get into some problem with uh, uh, being accused of sexual tweaking or something it's possible um not sure i have heard of that but um again i don't know because i believe later he made the star trek movie which was good oh, i yeah. don't know those are yeah. good those yeah. are good and then he did the new star wars stuff so mm -hmm. i guess he was sidetracked but i'm not i have i have not been keeping up with them myself but yeah he wanted to make that movie for well it's since... happened directors have projects they want to do but then some something else comes along and they get hired yeah. yes very possible that would be great yeah it will be just imagine a half-life movie and actually ign have you heard of ign how hmm no, i'm not sure it's like a favorite uh like a big company that talks about games and 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 video oh. and uh, films. Yeah, I think I know who they are. And now they have had a list of uh, video game movies that are coming later. I'm not sure if in this year particularly, but it had a Half Life on it, and I wonder if uh, they plan on if it's true. I'm not saying it is, but if it is, I wonder if they would bring you back as a Dr. Kleiner. Well, I also wonder if they would, and if they uh, wanted me, they could get me now. Yes. You know, I'm just so uh, so uh, happy that uh, you're so super interested in, you know, doing podcasts and, like, what we're doing now, because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, some, some actors, are, they don't want to publicize themselves, and they just want to stay actors, but I think it's hard to stay as an actor or a writer unknown, you know. Absolutely. You must be current. You're only as good as your last uh, picture and so forth. Uh, but I am i haven't been able to do my live shows during this period. Uh, this, the, this thing in uh, New York is an exception. And the odd thing is I had to cancel another show that was supposed to happen right at the same time here in California. They let me off, fortunately. Um, but uh, usually, uh, as you know, I w was supposed to have a revival of my nightclub show, but it didn't happen because of COVID, uh, of the the surge and so forth. That still might happen. 
I have a feeling it will happen soon. Uh, you know, so. it's getting better the situation in the world, but now we have a war. Um, mm -hmm. So there is always something that uh, will try to prevent us from doing what we like. Yeah, so World War Three could put a crimp in all our plans. Certainly. Yes. So let's hope that will not happen. Well, uh, so Tonga Bai Kwan, I believe, uh, is asking. Um, so there is a tinker line uh, that is related to his lore, whatever, his story. And it's not like a recorded line, but it's all we have is a text. And he says, if you could uh, say this uh, text and you could give life to this quote, he'd be very, very grateful. And I believe all the Dota fans. So is well, it possible? I can't re I, you know, the voice. I'll do what I can do, but I'm, I'm not... Uh, if I could hear the, the sound... Yes, of the certainly I, I can play you. Take that would be helpful. Okay. Wait. A goddamn ad. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. The heat. Incoming. Heads up. I wonder what this does. Okay, Ooh, I got it. Okay. Okay. And the quote right. is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you can remember this. Uh, there is nothing the arcane can accomplish that the curious mind cannot reproduce given time and proper funding, of course. <clears throat> there is nothing the arcane can accomplish that the curious mind cannot reproduce given time and proper funding, of course. <laughs> well, that was just great. You still got it. You still sound like the tinker. Dota fans are, are happy. Now. Well, that's because I did an unaugmented voice. They were going to mess with it, but then they decided that they they liked it as I, I gave it to them. Yes. And, uh, well, uh, I believe there's another line request over here. If you could say, here, my pet, pop up. No, not up there. No, no, careful, Lamar. Those are quite fragile, Sam. If That's you another do. thing that we're going to have to write down or yes. quickly. I can quickly copy and paste within. Yeah, sorry, but I'm only looking at this from my phone. That would be so good. I, I would that. appreciate it. Yes. Yes. Dr. Kleiner. I see it. I see it now. So let me. Yep. Oh, well, wait, That's no, I don't have it all. I have a, only a fragment of it in, in there. Oh. Let me look in the chat and see. Okay, let me try it. Here, my pet. Up, up. No, not up there. No, no. Careful, Lamar. Those are quite fragile. Oh, fine. It'll be another week till I can coax her out of there. Actually, that's fantastic. I think um, the person that wrote that said, oh, fine, and not oh, five. I guess they wrote that and they auto-corrected. Oh, the oh, five yeah. thing, that, that you know, oh. bad word. You know? Well, let me, let me so. try again then. Here, my oh, pet. Yeah, sure. Up, up, no, not up there, no, no, careful, Lamar, those are quite fragile, oh, fie, it'll be another week till I can coax her out of there. That was just amazing, Bravo. actually, there is one thing I'd like to mention, because since we're now in this call, I, I get the opportunity mm -hmm. that, uh, um, since, you know, I'm a voice actor myself, and I do Half-Life 1 mods, uh, mm -hmm. So I got the privilege to voice some uh, scientists in a Half-Life 1 mod. And uh, mm -hmm. this really means a lot to me that, uh, you know, I get to talk to you. And well, if I good. could if I could show you off my, my scientist voice and if you could perhaps say something about it, I'd be very grateful. All right, let, let me hear. Hello, fellow scientist. Do you know who ate all the donuts? 
<laughs> yeah, that's a personal question for you too. Yeah. Do you know who ate all the donuts? It's a good question. I'm supposed to answer. If you can. <laughs> well, what has been your your game theory about who ate all the donuts within the past twenty years <laughs> in Half Life? Gordon, well, uh, it could have been it been anyone, but uh, <laughs> I I hope that uh, you know it's it's not good for Morgan's uh, blood sugar levels, particularly while wearing this special equipment. Right. Morgan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Gordon Freeman. Um, yes. I suspect it was Dr. Freeman who deprived us of donuts as well as everything else. No, no, yes. I am sorry. I should not say that. But I agree. There are no donuts. Yes. Probably I Lamar or Barney, but I mean, you know, there's a bunch mm -hmm. of variables to factor into that, but. Well, I didn't yeah. do Barney, but uh, would Barney eat eat them? Who knows? It's boring there. There's not much to do. Yeah. 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 In the New Mexico desert. Have you ever been there, by the way? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can no, live in the, the Arizona desert. Oh, nice. wow. That's Very great. Cool. Well, that's pretty much all I wanted, fellow scientist. Now I must get back to work. If I just know where did I put that calculator... <laughs> um, well, uh, yes. Well, you. and we're pretty much out of time. So, one last thing, Hal. Could you do, like, could you say farewell as Dr. Kleiner to our viewers? Right. And if there is anything you'd like to, you know, say about the book part. Farewell. Farewell to all of you. And whatever else you do, please continue to listen to the Vogue podcast. This is essential.